0: Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. So, welcome to today's episode. Thank you, Dr. Tanya, for coming on and talking with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited too. You have some, the topics that you know that you have listed and the things in your bio are super exciting. But before we get to that, can you just kind of tell the listeners who you are and kind of how you got to this point of doing the work you do?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, officially, I'm Dr. Tanya Winchester. I'm a naturopathic doctor. I've been in practice for 16 years now. And I got into that work because, personally, through my own health challenges as a kid, I was really disenchanted with the Western medical system. I was a really sick kid and they didn't have a lot of answers for me. And I got to a point when I was in my teenage hood where I had this x ray because I'd fallen off a trampoline. They just wanted to make sure nothing was broken. And they found this unidentified object in my elbow, still yet to be determined to this day. Uh, And I got accused of doing drug use. And I was so shocked in that moment that I just, I was like, there has to be something else out there that where I can help people in a way that's really meaningful and really get to know people and really see people as individuals. So I started kind of on this path on naturopathic medicine. And that was amazing for a while until it wasn't. And I became quite dissatisfied in my practice. okay. And what I had kind of realized is that people were having a really hard time taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And naturopathic medicine is a lifestyle medicine. It works when we change our habits, but people were having trouble changing their habits. So they'd come back to me and they'd be like, eating my broccoli is so hard. And I'd be like, what do you mean it's hard? <laughs> like how is that yes. even possible? Right. And it's not the act of eating the broccoli or getting to bed on time or the, you know, setting boundaries or getting rid of toxins, both in our relationships, in our physical world. It's the decision to do so. Mm -hmm. I became really obsessed with what is this moment in human psychology where we decide to take care of ourselves and then decide to do it again the next day and the day after that. Yes. And yeah, so NLP, which is, which stands for neuro-linguistic programming was a tool that I kind of stumbled across that allowed me to sort of fill that gap, change people's beliefs about themselves so that they were actually able to make healthy habits. So that's my journey in a nutshell so far.
0: Yeah. So, you know, you, you just said something pretty interesting about, you know, you starting to dig into the decision to make the change. And so it, it you know, has my brain going because I am a therapist, right? So all I do is, can you know, part of the reason I became a therapist is because I was so intrigued by human behavior. Yes. And one of the things I've noticed is that there's so much stuff in the middle to even making the decision, right? Like there's so much stuff that gets in the way of like, even you saying, I want to eat broccoli today yes. and not, you know, like so much behind the scenes that gets in the way of that. And so I just thought it was interesting of you being, you know, you saying that you dig into the decision part.
1: Yeah. Cause I was really uncovering that there's often, you know, these limiting belief structures around worth and value. Yes, These people don't even believe they deserve to eat their broccoli or get the benefits that come. And of course, yes. broccoli is a metaphor, right? Yes. Because Yes. And and I was so interested in that. Like, how can I help people change that internal dialogue, change that internal knowing so that they do wake up and they say, yeah, today is the day that I'm going to eat my broccoli. I'm going to get my exercise. I'm going to be loving and kind to the people around me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to manage my Mm -hmm. life in this really proactive way. Um, And, and yeah, the, the tools of NLP have been this beautiful, Way to kind of patch what was missing in my naturopathic practice,
0: okay, um, That's how yeah, so I mean definitely, so you're able to dig in but also help them you know do it in a natural way and not have to solely depend on Western medicine or depend on it at all,
1: yep, for mm-hmm. sure, yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah, because there's been a I've, I've noticed a shift in the last mm, five, six years where more people are looking for natural remedies um to to heal themselves I know it got a little bit out of whack with COVID of people doing some extreme things but (laughs) on a general basis it seems to be really you know that works really well for people and yeah
1: yeah and even not having to rely on natural remedies necessarily like we can actually change our body's pharmacy when we do this work of changing our deep thought structures and our belief structures Oh, OK. Oh, chemistry is going to change. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. look, I'm intrigued. Can you <laughs> can we know more?
1: <laughs> well, just as an example, I was just talking to a client earlier today about this where he said, I have a lot of hope, you know, coming into our sessions. I have a lot of hope. And I was like, you know what? Hope is a really interesting emotion that creates a lot of interesting biochemistry in the body and hope is really connected to dopamine, which is sort of our pleasure anticipation. Something good is coming down the pipes kind of hormone or I should say. And they have to be really careful when doing Parkinson's studies because in Parkinson's, one of the major sort of imbalances is around dopamine because Mm -hmm. if they instill too much hope in these subjects or their patients, it will sort of falsely of not falsely accurately and actually physiologically affect their results on these studies and oh wow so just hope alone is enough to kind of change their their outcomes yeah so that's just one example of how our emotions actually really when it comes down to it they're bio it's just biochemistry it's it's right our transmitters it's hormones it's other signaling molecules and we can actually change how those function in the body we can increase them we can decrease the ones that aren't helpful for yes. us yeah
0: you know, it makes sense and it fits right along with you know things I do as a as a trauma therapist, right? So part of that is making sure people have the hope because when when that goes away, when someone feels hopeless, everything about their brain and body, you know, does kind of go down, right? It, it dials down, and um, once you get down there, sometimes it's really hard to get back up without the help of you know some type of intervention. So that makes a lot of sense of even thinking about it just in terms of hope, how that can happen. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of makes me, you know, think about like one of the things that you have on your site and in your bio is about anxiety and burnout. And so as we're talking about hope and, and all of those, what are you, what have you noticed around anxiety and burnout?
1: Yeah. So I have this, I call this the burnout cycle. Okay. So there's daytime stress, which can in some people escalate. To anxiety, Mm -hmm. sometimes even, you know, panic or anxiety attacks. But all of that is creating this dysregulation in the nervous system, which makes it really hard to get a good and restful night's sleep.
0: Mm And then we
1: have, we start to see insomnia happening. And so then they're waking up and they're fatigued and irritable. And this is, I see this particularly in the mamas that I work with that are just managing so much. Yes. And, Then they go through their day to day, just grumpy with the people that they love and, and not definitely not the mom they want to be, not the partner they want to be. And so that stresses them out more. And then it just creates this, this burnout cycle.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I have lots of tools through naturopathic medicine that would say, okay, well, let's just add in some nice calming herbs. Let's, you know, let's get the cortisol lowered. Let's get that adrenaline down. And still there's this like deep thing in them that's like, I am not okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And learning now what I know about the unconscious mind and how it stores memories and how it really ultimately just wants to preserve the body. That's its main job for us. Yes. It does all these crafty things to keep us safe and protected, but they may not be helping us thrive. And so when we're locked in this burnout cycle, it's actually very commonly a reflection of old experiences, old, significant emotional events, trauma, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, and maybe many of the listeners know too, it's like when we're very young and things happen to us, we don't have the brain development. We don't neurologically have the capacity to be like, you know what? I'm okay. And I'm safe right now, even though this thing happened.
0: Yeah, we definitely don't. And, and it doesn't help that in a lot of cases the generational messaging that's there, right? So if your parents are telling you how you should feel and think about it, yeah. you're watching your mom, your grandma, your aunts, your dad, you know, you're watching these people do these things. It also adds in there that you don't deserve to do it differently. I've met so many women that say that, you know, they're they're extremely burnt out. They're anxious, they're exhausted, but they still don't think they deserve to have peace or they don't deserve to have, you know, a clear mind or healthy bodies. And so, yeah. yeah.
1: So much of it is learned. It's so true what you said. And I I have this analogy that I think is really helpful. So when we're born, we can imagine that we're born with like an empty filing cabinet
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then as we go through life and we go through those, especially those first sort of seven years It's like someone's opening the door. Someone else is opening the door to our filing cabinet and shoving all their files in. So their ways of dealing with things, their coping strategies, their value systems, their their pain, their trauma, and it's going into our filing cabinet, but we don't have the wherewithal to say like, no, I don't want that in there right now. Right. That discernment comes later in our neurological development. And so up until that point, we just take it all in. Yeah. And then that's how we see the world. That's how we react to the world. That's how we behave in the world.
0: Yeah, and depending on what was put in your cabinet, with you know, with your analogy, is how long it how long did it will take you to start sorting through that, and even giving yourself permission to open that file and do it. Because I've met a lot of people, right, that grow up in households where they're not allowed yes. to think on their own, and yeah. so even when developmentally we know around thirteen to fifteen, you know, we start to form our own thoughts and do our own things. There's some people that still don't have the space to do that.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. So you don't have that environment that that's okay, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: one of the amazing things about this NLP work is that we can actually go in, open the filing cabinet, take out the ones that we don't want, replace them with the ones we do want. Oh yeah, this is the file for joy. Let's insert that here. Oh yeah, the one for peace. Let's plunk that in. Oh yeah, cool. The one for sleeping through the night. Let's insert that here. Yeah. And this can happen really fast, and it doesn't have to be painful. That's one of the things that I'm really excited about. About this new set of tools is that I can go in, I say go in like I'm going into some kind of cave, and sort of I am. Right. But using using the language tools that I now know, I can access someone's unconscious mind, allow them to release the emotional charge of these old events in 10, mm-hmm. 15 minutes without them being re triggered, without them being re-traumatized. It's gentle and it's safe so fast and so effective. And we can drop their their you know intensity emotional intensity rating from say a 10 out of 10 and then they're down to a one or two at the end of it or zero even. There's no and it's just like I walk to the store. There's just no charge anymore. And we can make these changes so quickly. So I am and and then then the transformation that actually happens in their life because now they believe actually I'm safe. I'm okay I'm worthy of eating my broccoli or whatever the Mm -hmm. thing is. I love myself enough to do that now to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the burnout goes away because you're doing something different.
1: That's right. Yeah. Your instincts for your, your habits change, your instincts around how you react in the world change. Mm -hmm. So then you don't get escalated in the day. And then you're able, your biochemistry again, coming back to that, your cortisol is going to decrease at night when it's supposed to melatonin is going to come up. Oxytocin is going to come up and all these things are going to actually change that burnout cycle. So the cycle itself, it's, it's actually, you know, it's, it's healing on many levels, the mental, emotional, physical, biochemical. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. It's very similar to trauma work, right? As you were talking and describing what you do, I was like, that's essentially what we do in EMDR, right? Like essentially what, you know, we go into those files and, and reprocess them. But it's still to take the charge. It's still to make sense of what happened, Um, because I've noticed for a lot of people, it's for some people, it's enough to just take the charge. Right. They just need the charge away and then they can do the rest of the work on their own. But there are people who need the charge taken away, but also need to make sense Mm -hmm. of how and why it happened so that they can then go forward and kind of not do that again.
1: Right, have the conscious awareness as well as unconscious that integration piece. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The thinkers, the thinkers need the uh, the logic. Yeah,
0: they do. And you know, and sometimes it's the thinkers that don't realize they're thinkers. Like I was telling somebody recently that you know I have mastered mentally blocking things out. It's just it's a it's I know it's a defense mechanism. I've been in therapy before, right? So I've worked on it enough that I keep it at a healthy, healthy thing, a healthy limit. But I know when my burnout's coming or when my cycle of anxiety is showing up, that that's the first thing my brain does is to block that out. And I have to rely on body senses and body messages to let me know like, uh-oh, you know, time to do something, right? And so even people like me, right, I need to know the why and the how in order to not do it again.
1: Right. It's interesting because I, I used to be really into the why question personally. Why? Why? Why is this happening? Why am I doing this? Why? Uh-huh. I had this very wise friend, this is years ago now, who just said, maybe you'll never find out why. And sometimes you just have to be okay with that. And I was like, oh, gut check. Okay, girl, you're right. Yes. You're right. <laughs> but then <laughs> what I've learned now is that the why can help us find the root cause of something. If we keep asking why enough, we're going to get to maybe that old story, that old pain point that is the why.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What I'm finding more proactive and helpful these days is actually asking for what purpose. So you can ask yourself with that behavior that you were just describing, well, for what purpose? What does this Mm -hmm. actually help me trying to do? Mm -hmm. So why gives us the root cause or the reason. And for what purpose is this behavior happening? Am I choosing this behavior? Gives us the solution because maybe we can have that need met in a different way right? That's maybe more helpful yes. or kind to me or the people around me.
0: Yeah. I, I love it. It's exactly what it is. Definitely. You know, that's, I, I dig to the roots. Like that is the only way I know how to do things. Um, and so even as a therapist, like that's the thing that we do, we dig down to the why, to the root of where did this start? And I'll even ask people, when's the first time you remember this thing, feeling this way, experiencing this, what have you? Um, and so a lot of people like they'll talk about, especially with anxiety, um, that, you know, they remember fourth grade, a spelling test, right. And they had this teacher that was so high strung about spelling tests that that planted in them, that they need to have that same sense of panic around, around spelling tests. Well, then that, you know, as you know, carries to every other area of your life where there's something that might have a deadline. And so here you are always hurrying up.
1: Yeah. Never, yeah. never mind panicking in front of when you have that type of, you know, responsibility. Yes. So I think that's a really great point that we can use the why to, yeah, get down to that, the crux of it. And then that other question, well, for what purpose, mm-hmm. you know, what, for what purpose am I still having, still choosing this response? Like, well, yeah. I want to stay safe. Cool. Are there other ways that I could feel safe? that don't involve me having this response, right?
0: Right. Don't involve me shouting at people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 That doesn't mean that I'm lashing out at my family.
0: (laughs) Yes. Cause you know, that's kind of the thing that a lot of moms will say, if you, if you're in mom groups online or you're talking to moms, they will, they will report and say that they are losing their temper with their children or they're losing their temper with their partner or they're on edge so much, they, they aren't able to make time for those relationships because they're trying to hurry up and do the next thing. And so, yeah, being able to say, is this, you know, what purpose is this? What purpose do I have to yell at my five-year-old? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. It's just a different way of looking at it. It's a bit of a reframe that I think offers a really beautiful and elegant way out of our problems.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree 100% because it it does do that. Yeah. So then with with burnout, what what tips, what tools, what tricks, what you're thinking, I guess, on burnout. And, you know, as I told you before, I'm a little bit selfish here because I'm in that season. (laughs) And so.
1: Yes. And I've been there for sure. And I think the most important thing for both of us to recognize and for the listeners to recognize is that it's very likely not a current situation problem that it's like, we've been talking about related Mm -hmm. to those old files and my tips and tricks are, I mean, there's no one solution, obviously. Right. Uh, But in my book, I talk about this idea of when it comes to the things that we're experiencing. So problems in our lives, health specifically, because that's generally my, my area of focus is is really a simple formula and it boils down to nutrients in mm-hmm. and wastes out, toxins out. And we can think of those words, nutrients and toxins vary biochemically, right? We yes. need vitamin D and we need magnesium and we need all the things. Yes. And we need to not have lead and we need to not have mercury. <laughs> right. But right. well, we can also think about those things on the emotional level, on yes. the mental level, mm-hmm. even on the spiritual level. So what I often my my big tip is to brainstorm. So have a piece of paper and mm-hmm. write down write a column. Sorry. Write a line down the page so that there's two columns. Okay. And on one side nutrients and this is the stuff that's good that you need more of. Yes. Okay. And then on the other Column, it's toxins. This is the stuff that is not good for you. You need less of. Yes. And I would actually just have people brainstorm as many things as they can on as many different levels of healing. So, physical, biochemical, mental, emotional, spiritual, Uh things that are good that they want more of, and then things that are not good that they want less of.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: From that list, it's such a good personal inventory. You'll know, gut check, real. Mm -hmm talk here, you'll know, like, this is the one thing that's going to really move the needle for me. Yeah. So while I'm not going to give an individual tip, I think this more. No, that's
0: perfect. Yeah. That's that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. And that's something that I've actually done, you know, just because I know what to tell other people to do. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, maybe you should try the things that you teach other people to do might oh, work. Hear that right.
1: Myself, Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. It, you know, that might be a thing. I don't know. And so definitely I, I recognize um, that I was putting too much in without um, having a balance of enough going out. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so that that's actually part of the shift with even the podcast, sure. because I've always done, you know, individual, just me talking each week. And so part of what I realized when I was doing that work was it's okay to have guests on. Because one of my old files, right, I'll just, you know, my listeners know I'm transparent. One of my old files was that I need to do it all myself. Right. And that comes from so many different places, you know, and so changing that file, like going through reading it to see, is there anything really inside of this file that I need to keep, you know, and then being able to, to let go what I can um, has, has resulted in me having guests on yeah. to share because I don't have to be the only one. It's not my responsibility to be the only voice, right? Which I knew logically and emotionally that I was not the only voice, but, you know, those old messages said that it's only important if you're the one doing it.
1: Right. It's on you. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially for, you know, your mom's listening, that being able to ask for help is so, so crucial. Yes. I think actually I do have another tip when it comes to burnout is because everybody processes information in different ways. Mm -hmm. So learning how to effectively communicate with the people that you love, that love you back so that they'll actually hear your message and respond positively to what you're saying. Yes. And here's a great example. So my husband, very literal thinker. So if I say to him, honey, it's garbage day. Like clearly I'm implying for him to take out the garbage. Like, right. Come on now. But that he'll just be like, well, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, I've learned, hey, honey, will you please take out the garbage? Oh, sure. I'm happy to do that. Yes. And so I just had to learn to be very direct and communicate yes. exactly what it was that I was needing or wanting. And and even to the point where I'm like, honey, I need a hug. And he'll be like, okay, like, like,
0: yeah, (laughs) I think that's so important. I think that kind of leads to another way that I've seen burnout kind of impact moms, which is expecting people to know what you're thinking and know what you're implying because you're so busy and you've already thought about it for hours or days, right? And so you expect the people in your life to just know. And I've heard so many moms say they should just know by now, right? They should just know that this is what I need. And, you know, so being able to take that step back to say, wait a second, I'm exhausting myself more by expecting them to know when I can just say it and keep it moving.
1: One sentence. Yeah. 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 And exactly. Because they're seeing the world through an entirely different set of filters and files. Yes. And this is so, so key. This is this was a crucial moment in my my marriage where my husband's a carpenter and he built some shelves at my office space. And I came in, he's six four, I'm five two, so that's 14 inches between us. Yes. I come in, I see the underside of the shelves, and I'm like, honey, you didn't paint the shelves. And he's looking down on the shelves, going, Yes, I did. And I'm looking up going, No, you didn't. And right. I, I was like, in that moment, I was like, This we will never see the world the same way. And this is just our anatomy alone, let it let alone our backgrounds, let alone uh-huh. what we've been through. I was like, just based on where our eyeballs are, we yeah. have Totally different experience of yes. the world.
0: Completely different. And, and that could have been an easy argument, right? Yeah. That could have turned into you being ungrateful, air quote, yeah. you not, how you know, you? Yeah. how dare you? All of those things. When it's just literally like, no, this is just where my eyes are. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying you didn't do a great job. I'm just saying, like, this is what I'm seeing. Yeah. And I I in my brain, right, other people are gonna see that as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean that's a that's a great example, but also it fits so many things of of how we you know interact in our relationships with people, yeah, and also how we add to our own stress and anxiety and and then burnout by not stopping that cycle by still exactly. expecting people to be mind readers or to know wow. that you've spent nine hours thinking about the six pm you know dinner date right like yeah.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's really good to challenge people to recognize that when they're not feeling good inside, uh, maybe there is more stress, anxiety Mm -hmm. building, you know, that the burnout as sort of the the bigger picture. Yes. Know that you have at some level interpreted something that is triggering that emotion to be experienced.
0: Oh, yes. There it is. You just hit it. You hit it right there. Yeah.
1: So challenging people to actually stop and be like, whoa, pause, I'm making an interpretation now. What are seven other ways that I can interpret this? So God cuts you off in traffic. You're like you beep, 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 beep. Whoa. Maybe he's got someone sick in his car and he has to get to the hospital. Like Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, maybe he's just had terrible news that he needs to like,
0: Right. Chances are it's not you. Right. That's what I I tell people all the time. I'm 90 percent sure it's probably not you. Yeah. I won't say 100 because, you know, I'm not there in a scenario. Right. But chances are whenever somebody is saying something or doing something, it's really about what they're thinking and feeling and not about what, what you're doing or not doing. Yeah. Yeah. But our brains don't know that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So Stretching yourself. Okay. Well, how can I think about this in seven other ways? And it's Mm going to, you're going to end up in this like really curious and compassionate place for that other human being. It's really cool.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of the things I'm thinking of takeaways is that moms, we've got to take a step back. I know it's hard, right? Because we are busy and many of us are in this cycle of go, 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 go. But it's important if you want those things to change that you do kind of take a step back, evaluate what's going on, evaluate what can change, and then implement said change.
1: Yeah. And that's and that's where the rubber meets the road, right?
0: When mm-hmm. those
1: habits come into place where we can consistently, you know, change what we're doing. And sometimes we can do that without effort. Sometimes it just, it's easy. And then sometimes we need to sort of do some deeper work. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: And at any level, whether right, whether you're going to see Dr. Tanya or whether you're going, you know, coming to see me or you're seeing another therapist or a coach, it's still doing the same type of work. It's just which way you are ready to to enter that space. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned your book. Ooh, so ooh. tell us a little bit about your book.
1: Yeah, the book is called "Smiling in the Shower: The Simple and Swift Way to Break Through Burnout and Create Happy, Energized Days." And I wrote it basically because I was so blown away by the transformations I was seeing with this new neuro-linguistic programming work and how it was helping my patients create those healthy habits that were going to get them the health outcomes they wanted. So it's a book about that. And it's a helpful book to guide people to find some of these places where they need to be making some adjustments in their life. And I called the book Smiling in the Shower because... Kind of what you were just saying, actually, one of my very first clients in this work, she, after her third, maybe fourth session, she sent me an email and she said, by the way, my husband caught me smiling in the shower today. And he said, you never smile. And she goes, I didn't know why I was smiling. I was just so happy. And that woman, who's a mom of two, a music teacher for littles, she's going to go into her day with that smile. Uh-huh. Has spontaneously happened in the shower and she's going to spread that smile to the people that she's interacting with and they're going to spread it to the people that they interact with. And I just yes. so touched by the ripple effect of that simple micro, you know, micro proof that she'd had this massive change inside her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. So I will make sure to link the, you know, the link to your book in the show notes as well. So I know we are, you know, we need to wrap up because we do try to, I do keep these kind of short for our, for our busy moms. Right. So I want you to, two questions left, right? One question or one thing is what do you want people to take away from our conversation today? And then where can they find you?
1: Yeah. Oh, those are easy questions. The takeaway that I really love to emphasize is that our bodies are brilliant healing machines. They know how to heal. They want to heal. They can heal. So please rest assured in that. And then I'm at tanyawinchester.com, and that's T-O-N-I-A Winchester.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. And I will make sure that all your links are in the show notes as well.
1: Thank you, Brittany. It's been a great chat.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at. And also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias. Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC. Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson. And even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC. And follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.